You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And, of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I am broadcasting from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I am so grateful that you made a decision to join me from all over the world today, and you are not going to be disappointed. And I'm just going to tell you up front uh, that your life will never, ever be the same again after listening to this show. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, I hope that you are having a great day. Day. Uh, it is simply a beautiful day here in the ATL, and it has been beautiful all week. Oh, I just love autumn. It's so beautiful, and uh, wherever you are, I pray that you're making a decision to enjoy your beautiful day. Well, I have a great show for you. Uh, my show is going to be in two parts. My uh, guest today is Denise Williams, and she's going to be talking about how she went from broke to the broker. Uh, Denise is one of the youngest African-Americans in the U.S. Uh, to serve as the founder and CEO of a real estate brokerage firm, and she's going to talk to us about her journey. And then I have another young lady, Felicia, that's going to really share with you a powerful testimony. I just love to hear uh, how God really uh, transforms the lives of people and uh, you, you don't even recognize them. <laughs> and so, uh, so I want you to really open up your spirit to receive that. But I want to remind you to make sure that you follow me on social media. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is LOA Constance and Facebook is Coach with Constance. And I do a Facebook Live every Monday morning at 10 a.m., but I might be changing that. So you guys might need to go and uh, check it out to see if I am going to make a change. But uh, I'm on for like 20 minutes and I share with you some really golden nuggets just around how to be motivated for the week. Anything else? And of course, you can visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And, and if this show is shifting and changing your life, I know it is. Uh, I would like for you to pay it forward for someone else while you're on my, uh, my website. You can make a donation. You can make a gift. Pay it forward for somebody else who might need counseling or coaching. And I'm thanking you in advance for doing that. So let me get to my first guest, Miss Felicia. Felicia is one of my clients, and uh, uh, she's going to share her testimony. Now, Felicia, Felicia wrote me this email, and when I looked at my email, and it said testimony, and I said to myself, did I, did I ask her? I know I'm busy, but did I ask her to send a testimony? 
and 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 she responded back no you did not so from her heart she wrote this powerful testimony and i was going to read it myself but she said that she would come on and read it if i didn't ask her any questions so hi felicia how you doing i'm doing okay how are you good thank you so much for coming on um that's right. You sent me the email. I did not ask for it. Uh, I, and I was shocked when I got it. And Felicia is a writer. So I'm going to let you read to the world, Felicia, what you wrote about your coaching experience. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't expecting much when I set up an initial session with Constance, but I was at an emotional rock bottom. I'm more than used to disappointment after disappointment and people not turning out to be who they seem. This was not the case with Constance, and I couldn't be happier with the personal shifts and gains I've made through her coaching. I spent what seemed like money I could not afford, but I was desperate for change and had tried and failed many times over the years to make the changes I needed. I was stuck in cycles of traumatizing repeated life experiences with work, depression, family, and relationships that I couldn't brush off and explain away anymore as being anything other than something that was going on inside of me to cause them. I was scared my life would always be that way. I went primarily for relationships and business and ended up dealing with childhood trauma and internal beliefs left unhealed for over 40 years. What I was hoping for was a miraculous overnight change that would bring everything I ever wanted to me at the end of my initial session. What I got was a gradual process of baby steps, trying my best to do the things Constance asked me to do for my own healing and waking up one day, almost a year later, realizing that my victim outlook, bad habits and negative inner voice were gone. I found more peace in the year of one-on-one -on -one sessions and assignments from Constance than in all the years of trying to do it on my own or even with therapy. Coaching with Constance has been invaluable to my life and worth every penny. I look forward to see where I grow from here and to see what my life looks like when the internal blocks to manifestation that I had built up over decades come all the way down. Boy, you're going to make me cry, Felicia. And, and, and you know, and, and I'm not going to ask you any questions unless you want to say something. Do you want to say something? When I read that, I knew it, but I think it was just your writing it and putting it in words that it really just moved me. And I told my assistant, I said, I want that on my website because it, it, it is a picture of how so many people feel that they've been trying and trying for years and they just really don't believe that there can be change for them. You want to say anything, Felicia? Go ahead. Yes. The only thing I want to say is that I'm probably one of the most skeptical, unbelieving, un you know, distrustful of, of people, uh, the kind of person that you'll, you'll ever want to meet. And I just didn't think it would work for me. And the fact that I could sit here today and say it did work, it, it worked. It definitely worked and it's continuing to work and, and make changes in my life. Um, you know, I, that, that means something. Um, yeah. So one out there that is feeling like, it's too good to be true or it's not going to work for me personally, even though, you know, other people are on here saying their uh, testimonies every week. I'm here to say that it does work and it did work for me. 
Yeah, thank you, Felicia. And you know, when she said that she was hoping for a miraculous overnight change, and that didn't happen, but what she got was a gradual process of baby steps. And she did everything I asked her to do. She did the hard stuff, y'all, because I did some stuff to push her, drag her out of her comfort zone. And I just wanted her to come on and read it. It just really moved me when she sent me that email. By the way, you, you are a great writer because it, it, it brought me to tears. Oh, thank you. And, and so it's one thing for me to say, uh, I want you to coach with me. But I wanted her to come on so you could hear her testimony of someone who was very skeptical. And I get that. I mean, initially, people have like, I've looked at the secret. I've done everything. You know, I went to therapists before and didn't anything change. And I think that what God has given me is that that transformational change is from the inside out. And Felicia used to say, well, how long is this going to take? And I used to say to her, you cannot measure transformation. And so for anybody who is looking for a shift, I do counseling first before I do any coaching. That would be like me, uh, it would be like you putting on your clothes every day, but never taking a shower. And as I jokingly said, somebody going to smell something pretty soon. And so if you're interested in working with me, you guys know I have my yearly coaching special going on, and it is a 50% savings. And I'm gifting you 50% off. And you can go to my website to get all of the details, but it is for my six-month and yearly coaching. And if you listen to my show from last week, I normally do this at the end of the year, but the Spirit just really downloaded it to me and said, people need help now, Constance. And the word that I got was people need to learn how to navigate and create their new lives during pandemic times. And, and if you're like Felicia and you're just like, man, I have tried everything. Uh, you know, this stuff that's in me is so deep. How is this ever going to come out of me? But she made a decision and it didn't happen fast, but she kept on going and she kept on doing the inner work. She did all of the difficult things that I asked her to do. And, and now she's just making all kinds of unprecedented moves in her life, you know, business-wise, etc. So visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com, and take advantage of my yearly coaching special. And uh, you will have the opportunity to coach with me if you, if you choose a six-month package, six times, I throw in 10-minute um, check-ins. You'll get my books and my affirmations and all of those goodies free. Uh, if you decide that you want to coach with me for a year, which is what I really recommend, so we can really go deep deep diving is what I call it, and really get it out, then you're going to have a 12-month time with me and 12 
10 minute in between sessions and and like uh, Felicia said in between I'm going to be giving you customized projects exercises I had Felicia doing all kind of stuff <laughs> you know different readings in between the sessions but what Felicia and I did was eliminating those old belief systems and really getting clear about what you desire. And of course, you know, those baby steps that she talked about. So if you are really sick and tired of being sick and tired, and if you feel that the spirit is really leading you, it has to be a divine, uh, what's the word, connection. I tell people, I'm not called to everybody. If you're looking for a quick fix, I'm not your girl. Uh, if you're looking for an overnight sensation, I'm not the one. Now, certainly there are some places and spaces in your life that really happen very quickly. But then there are other things that have to be walked out. I know when I was going through my emotional healing process, I was like, I, I want to hurry up and finish. But I realized the more I wanted to hurry up and finish, the more I was really in, in resistance. And, you know, I really want to see people healed and whole. And I think lastly, the thing that I really deal with is I deal with the wounded, hurt areas of your soul, you know, which is your past, your memories, your mind, everything that's ever happened to you. So we bring healing to that area so that once you get clear about what you desire, then we're really building on a firm foundation. Uh, you know, you can really get clear about what you want. And it ain't no doubt in my mind that manifestation for Felicia will begin to come faster and quicker. So once again, everybody, visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Felicia, thank you so much. Thank uh, Continue writing those beautiful stories, and everybody, we're going to go to um, these quick commercials, and then I want you to open up your spirit, and I'm going to be right back with Miss Denise Williams. So stay tuned, everybody. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and I'm really excited about my guest today. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Constance, you're always excited and you are exactly right. You know, excitement and expectation is really a form of faith. And, you know, I, I have interviewed people from all over the world, but I believe that God always sends to the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show 
just what you need. So my very special guest today is Denise Williams, and Denise is one of the youngest African Americans in the U.S. to serve as founder CEO of a real estate brokerage firm. She is the founder and CEO of Williams and Company International Realty. She is an entrepreneur. She's an expert in real estate acquisition, disposition, and leasing, and her mission is to help everyone make informed real estate acquisition and investment decisions. Um, Today, she's going to be sharing some profound uh, insight from her book, From Broke to Broker, How to Turn Your Pain, Pitfalls, and Poverty Mindset to Profit, Power, and Prosperity. I believe that you're going to be blessed. I want you to open up your spirit and receive just what God has for you. So, Denise Williams, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well to be here. Well, Miss Denise, you got it going on, young lady. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to get right to it. I have about 10 questions I want to ask you, but I want you to really just share a little bit about your journey. Here you are, a young girl growing up uh, in a large family, and I always tell people that our limiting beliefs are really formed really young by what we experience in our families and what we see. So share how your childhood really impacted your thinking around money, success, poverty, etc. Absolutely. So um, I was born and raised in uh, a small town in Georgia called Hinesville. Um, If, you know, if any of the listeners are in the military, they may know of Fort Stewart military base, but that's basically what our economic driver is, uh, the military base there. Other than that, uh, most people wouldn't know that (laughs) that place existed. Um, So yeah, growing up in my household, I was the fourth oldest of six. Um, It was a very challenging time um, when I was young. Uh, My parents definitely did the best that they could, obviously, uh, with growing up, but how it shaped me, um, you know, I feel like there's two ways that people turn out with regard to their childhood. One is they either become a product of their environment or they just decide to go the opposite way. Um, So for me, I wanted to go the opposite way. I did not want to uh, continue to live in poverty or to continue to deal with lack. Um, I don't believe that God put us on this earth to be, you know, in poverty and to have to stay that way, even if it was the way that you were raised. And so my journey, um, obviously, I'm very, very um, humbled by my childhood, and it has helped to shape me to be the person that I am with regard to humility and also just um, wanting to give back. So I definitely don't discredit it for that, but it's not the lifestyle that I want to leave for my children um, going forward. Um, So yeah, I definitely think that your childhood is important. And I also think, I'm sorry. No doubt about it because our beliefs are formed and you could have chosen, okay, I'm in this poverty place or, Mm -hmm. you know, parents do the best that they can. I think, you, you know, Eight children or six children? A group it was six eight. children. Six yeah, six children. children. I don't mm-hmm. want to give your mama two more kids. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and okay. so uh, I'm just talking to listeners now that no matter what your childhood was, that you can make a decision as to what your new beliefs are going to be. That looks yeah. like what you did, Denise. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. 
So how did you deal with obstacles? I mean, here you are now just a baller owning your own company. <laughs> you sold millions of dollars in real estate. But here you were, you were in college and, mm-hmm. you know, you got pregnant and then you were in a relationship and uh-huh. that didn't work out. So, I mean, obstacles have come in all of our lives. How did mm-hmm. you, how do you deal with obstacles and what would you say to listeners about how they can keep moving forward in spite of what's happening? Yeah. So, um, one, I would say, you know, going back to the childhood thing, I was raised in the church. Um, and so I think having a strong foundation in God, even though as a child, you may not necessarily appreciate it at the time. I honestly think that those prayers and the things that were instilled in me then are what carried me through to the now. Um, and so as I was, you know, while I was in college and, and becoming a young mother during that time, it was a very, very stressful time. I, I really uh, found out how strong I actually was by going through the things that I went through at that time. Um, but I honestly think that God is what has brought me through it. And I also think that he gave me the mindset that I have to just be tenacious, to just always continue to push forward and don't just settle. Even if you make mistakes, like you don't have to allow your mistakes to control your life. You know what I mean? You go mm-hmm. through them, you deal with it, and you just continue to push forward. Uh, but I think sometimes that you know, people may not like to hear this, but I think, you know, sometimes parents, you know, male or female, because, you know, guys are also a parent, decide that when they have a child that their life is over. That's a decision. That's not, uh, you know, it's not a death sentence to become a parent, you know, unexpectedly. You have to make a choice and decide that, yes, this is something that has happened, but I'm not going to allow that to hinder me from still accomplishing my goals. And sometimes, you know, women, other women that I know that have had children, you know, they used it as a crutch or they went back home or, you know, they gave up on their dreams. But I'm just here to encourage you that if you made that decision back then, don't let that mistake define your outcome or your future. Push through it. You know, you're going to have to make sacrifices in other areas, obviously, but don't allow that to stop you. Well, you know, and and uh, that is so true, uh, Denise. And, you know, we were talking about limiting beliefs earlier. And um, here you are. I, when I read your bio, you're one of the youngest African-Americans in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so how did you deal with the limiting belief of you are so young? How mm-hmm. can you be a broker? Oh, you're so goodness. young. You're too mm-hmm. young. You don't have the experience to start yeah. this big international company. So, you know, uh, I always say age is just a number. And a lot of times people are referring to people who are baby boomers like me but here mm-hmm. you are just young I'm not going to ask you how young you are young lady but <laughs> how did you push beyond that limiting belief that you're too young well it was definitely a struggle um but I had to just stand firm in what I believed that I could do um you know I think that becoming a broker at the age that I did I was 27 when I became a broker it's okay I'll, I'll throw that out there <laughs> um, and so yes you have that that mindset where it's like, okay, well, you know, there are people in the industry that have been in the industry 20, 30 years and they never became a broker or they never opened their own firm or, you know, do you have enough experience? Well, I had to tell myself, well, listen, there's always going to be someone who has outsold me. 
there's always going to be someone who may even come in and be younger than me. But guess what? I'm going to stand in what values and what skills I have, the things that God gave me. And I'm just going to stand in that space. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to attract the people that want to work with me. I'm going to attract the agents that want to believe in my vision and help me to build this company. Um, so self-doubt was something that I really struggled with in the beginning. Honestly, um, I hid behind my brand when I originally opened it because I felt like, hey, you know, I'm too young, blah, blah, blah. I just want to have a dope brand and maybe that'll bring the people. But it wasn't until I actually stood in that and said in that and said, you know what? No, I am the brand and I have to be I have to be the voice for other people who may be scared, you know, to make this decision. And, um, you know, I, it took a lot of self-talk. It took a lot of prayer. It took other agents that have worked with me in previous positions um, to say, look, you've been doing this for a very long time because I actually helped, you know, a startup brokerage firm before I actually started my own. So in that role, you know, I was basically doing everything. Um, and so it was really good practice to propel me to where, you know, prepare me for opening Williams and co. Uh, but it definitely was a challenge at first, but best you know, decision I, I've ever made. You know, I love that. So you say you made a decision to mm -hmm. just stand in all of the greatness that you knew God had put you in and, you know, walking through the doubt and through the fears and, and all mm -hmm. of that. So what would you say uh, to listeners about how did you move beyond your fears as you were building the business? Mm -hmm. I would say to them that you have to do it scared. You know what I mean? Like you just have to still be, you, it's okay to be scared, but it's not okay to stop. You know what I mean? Like you have to still push through it. I had a, a terrible fear uh, of public speaking. Had we done this interview, you know, even maybe seven, eight months ago, I would have probably turned it down. You know, <laughs> your assistant would have reached out to me because I, you know, that was just something that it was just a fear of mine. But I realized someone told me that uh, when the person in front of the room makes the most money. And so when I heard that, I had to overcome that fear very quickly, right? <laughs> so right. in real estate, it's about, it's the same thing. It's that, you know, as a leader, as a broker, I get to have leverage. You know, I don't have to necessarily work with clientele if I have agents that are doing it. So for me, it's like, yeah, do I want to be scared or do I want to be successful? And I had to make that choice and I chose success. So, you know, you mentioned mindset. So, you know, your book is talking about how to move through pain, pitfalls, and poverty mindset to mm -hmm. profit, power, and prosperity. So for all of the folks right now who globally are, you know, right in the middle of this, of these pandemic times, mm -hmm. how, how did you begin to change your mindset around prosperity? And how can they begin to, even though they may be in difficult times, begin to take take their focus off of poverty and life and move it toward prosperity? I know that was a long question, but you know what I'm talking about, Denise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it, it's it's been a time for all of us, right? None of us expected this to happen, but it's also been a time for us to pivot. It's been a time for us to really reevaluate our business plans and, and our goals. Because I think what a lot of people have done over the, you know, the last few years, because life has been good, things have been coasting along, you know, things are, are going just smoothly. But when tragedy strikes, it's an opportunity. You have to look at it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to sit back, really, Think about 
what do I want my life to look like going forward? When things are all good and, you know, you're just going on your schedule and nothing is interrupting that, you don't really think about your goals. You're just living. So I took this time in this pandemic. It was a good, I mean, I know I can speak from, you know, experience. I'm on the go always. But in this pandemic, I had to sit down. It, it caused you to sit down and really just think and strategize. And so in my business, thank God, we had already kind of semi been set up to do things virtually. Um, I was already training on Zoom and doing things like that. Um, But it gave us another opportunity to be creative and innovative. So instead of looking at it as a bad thing, just think about how you can, you know, learn a new skill or, you know, try something different in your business. So when you didn't have any money, Denise, Mm-hmm. You know, this is the law of attraction. So I got to ask you this. Did you begin mm-hmm. to, besides developing the mindset, did you begin to visualize yourself with more money, visualize yourself selling houses? Mm-hmm. Well, share that with listeners. What did that look like in your life? Yes. So I'll just give you an example. Okay. Uh, starting out with my brokerage, you know, it's a self-funded business. I don't have any you know investors i don't have you know just deep pockets like some of the other franchises may have to start their business so it's an independent firm you know in doing that that was a that was that was a challenge you know you had to really step out on faith to do to make that decision but when i got started i knew that i wanted to have an office space that was in bucket or at least in some affluent area. That was just a goal out the gate. I'm like, I have to have that. That's just the look I want. That's the feel I want. When I walk in, I want to feel like a boss. So what I did was, you know, not only writing it down, I would visualize myself walking into a space, just coming up with my, you know, my bag, my, you know, my heels on and all that. I would visualize myself and I tried to make that vision happen every day. You know, sometimes I would just daydream about it. And I would also just like go online and look at spaces, you know, before I could even afford it. You know, I think that you have to start to put a plan and act in place even before you see it happen or before you have the income to get it done. And lo and behold, you know, two and two years later, I guess now I'm on the 16th floor in the heart of Buckhead, you know, not the Roswell Road, Buckhead, Constance. I know where Buckhead you're talking about. So for my international listeners and for other (laughs) listeners in the U.S., Buckhead is just the place in Atlanta. One of the places is very Mm -hmm. affluent. uh, 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 And uh, when I found out that that's where she's located, because Denise and I have never met, I said, we're going to have to meet and and have (laughs) lunch. And whenever I'm meeting a client, I normally say, you know, let's meet in Buckhead. So mm-hmm. you, you visualize that even before yeah. you had the money for it. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. And so what about uh, writing your goals down? Did you write down your goals prior to, I want to sell this many houses or make this amount of money? Share mm-hmm. with listeners the power of written goals and how did you do that in your business? Yes. So I did write out um, different goals. And one thing I want to say about goals is like, yes, you do write them out and you listen to all these books and you hear people say, like, if you write it down, it's going to happen. Um, and I do. I'm, I'm an honest, honest believer in that. But you also have to understand that sometimes your goals may not happen exactly by the timeline you state when you wrote that. But that does not give you the opportunity to forget about your goals or say it doesn't work or to give up on them. 
So the goals that I had written down didn't, you know, getting into this office space didn't happen right away. It didn't happen as soon as I wanted it to when I originally wrote down my goals. But guess what? It still happened because I didn't give up on that. I stood in that and I made sure that, hey, this is something that I want. So I'm going to get it. So I think just I just wanted to reiterate that to people to not give up, even if necessary, if the timelines don't always align perfectly with how you wrote it down. Um, Because I think sometimes we're just not even ready for the blessings that God has for us. Absolutely. You know, even with this interview, like I'm starting to get more, more interviews and more talks and more people wanting to be engaged with me and things of that nature. I wasn't ready for this when I started my company. You know what I mean? You have to know when you're ready. God knows what's best as far as a timeline perspective. So you write it down, you trust him, and then you just keep going after it. Okay, so you've mentioned God a couple of times, and uh, all my listeners know about my relationship with God, and a lot of my listeners are more into, you know, uh, divine power, infinite intelligence, you know, whatever you want to call God uh, or source. But y'all know that, you know, everything that I have uh, is because of my relationship with God. So what role has your relationship with God really helped to really create the phenomenal success that you have? Um, I attribute everything pretty much to my relationship with God. Um, although, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm not as close to him as I need to be because sometimes, you know, just being transparent as an entrepreneur, you really get wrapped up in what's going on in your life or like you don't pray as much as you should, or you don't, you know, spend time in your Bible as much as you should and things like that's still something that's a work in progress for me. Sometimes I have to put down an entrepreneurial book to pick up the Bible and like, you know what? No, this is the entrepreneurial blueprint. This is the life blueprint, you know? And so just making that time is so, so important. Um, But yeah, I I think that having that relationship with him, because times are going to get hard, right? Like right now I'm starting to see, you know, I'm reaping what I sowed years ago in this business. You know, I'm seeing things unfold before my eyes, but I also have to remember like where that comes from. And I think it all comes from God and it helps to keep you humble and just remembering like you didn't do this alone. Don't get too puffed up. You did not do this alone. <laughs> and, 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 and so do you feel like, or give us an example of when you were maybe trying to sell a house or list a house or, or, or mm-hmm. train other, other real estate agents to become brokers when you feel like you had a God idea that made you some money. You know what it's like. You can be driving in your car in Buckhead or driving mm-hmm. on 285. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for, my, for all of my listeners, these are the expressways around the Atlanta area. And then you just get this idea that you mm-hmm. really implement. Do you feel like God's ever downloaded anything to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just the creativity that I have it really sets me apart. Just different things I like to do for my team. But also just from a real estate, I guess, experience is just, um, for example, one of my top clients that has purchased, you know, I don't even know how many properties they bought from me now at this point. Um, It was someone that I met at a networking event. And at first I was intimidated to talk to them. But, you know, sometimes you hear that still small voice that just tells you, like, go speak, go introduce yourself, go, you know, just go say hi. And that turned that conversation turned into a dinner with him and his wife that then turned to a friendship that then turned to multiple, multiple real estate transactions. 
So I think that you have to just listen to that voice sometimes and go after it, even if you're nervous or scared, because it's like, you know, this is a multimillionaire, you know, it's like, uh, it's a little intimidating, you know, when I met him a couple of years ago. And so uh, I'm glad that I listened to that voice and made that decision to speak up because it's definitely translated into dollars now at this point. Yeah. So ex- explain to listeners or share with listeners, what is it like to, um, to be who you are now, you know, when you were struggling and now you, you're making these multi-million dollar deals, what does that feel like? Especially when you go into the bank, Denise, what does that, what does that feel like? And did you uh, visualize that feeling and that experience prior to it happening? I don't know if I had the feeling that Mm -hmm. I feel now but I definitely would visualize like just seeing myself excited about different transactions and things like that um it feels great to be where I am now I am not even gonna listen I'm not (laughs) I feel amazing uh you know uh life is really really good I'm happy I feel full I'm happy you know financially I'm happy in my you know relationships I'm happy with the things that I feel like are going to come. I'm just in a good space right now. Um, you hear oftentimes where people say, oh, it's lonely at the top or, you know, people that are rich are evil. And you hear those different things or whatever. But, you know, I just think that we're all just individuals and we all have choices. Like if you were an evil person as a millionaire, you were an evil person at, well, you know, making $20,000 a year. It's, it's all characteristic based. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily lonely at the top. You have to protect your friendships when you don't have money, just like you do when you do have money. So um, I don't live in fear of that. So I want to continue to excel. I want to continue to go to the top and I love it. Well, you know, you mentioned friendships and that's so important because Wow, I can take a look at your friends and tell who you are. And so how can listeners really discern who should be in their life right now? I'm sure everybody listening has had friends. And, you know, when you were down and out, you two were really hanging out together. But I just believe that you need people on your level or higher to strengthen Mm -hmm. you. You know, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So how important are relationships and friendships and, and who's in your life right now? And how can listeners determine who's in their life? Um, I definitely think that you have to, well, one of my, I guess, tips or hacks, sometimes when you elevate in business and success, you have to pay for friendships. And what I mean, what do you mean by that? Like pay for friendships. I would never do that. What I mean by that is not necessarily that you're paying the person to be your friend, but you're paying to be a part of networks. You can be a part of different organizations. Like I just joined an organization that is just for CEOs of a company. It's kind of an underground thing where they, you know, they invite you and you have to interview and things of that nature, but there's a cost to be in the room. Um, And so that was something that I had to learn. Like you can't just you're not going to level up if you if your environment remains the same. And in order to get to the next level, sometimes that's going to come at a cost. A lot of people don't like to pay the cost. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to spend money to be an organization or I don't want to go to meetings at seven o'clock in the morning. I don't want to, you know, those are limiting beliefs and those are things that are going to hurt your growth. Um, so in order to learn, you know, because I want to have friends of all races, of all cultures, of all different backgrounds. And unfortunately, our our society can be so divided to where you're not going to just necessarily make that uh, make that connection out at dinner. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. you be a part of an organization 
that then now y'all are in the same room, y'all are in the same space, and now y'all can have a conversation. And now instead of going to, you know, the Cheesecake Factory or somewhere like there, I can now go to the Buckhead Commerce Club and go to meetings and have breakfast with, you know, the elite of Atlanta. So there's just different things that I've incorporated into my business with regard to friendships so that I can meet people that you said, like you said, are better than, than I am. Yeah. You know, I often tell uh, my listeners, Denise, that all of my friends are smarter, more spiritual, more fit. Uh-huh. I ain't going to say they cuter. Cause I, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't say that, but when the Bible says iron sharpens iron, yes. every successful person, like Denise said, has people on their level or higher. People mm-hmm. that make you think, what does that word mean? Or people that, that, that yes. make you feel like, <laughs> aha, you know, mm-hmm. and people where you you know, you are receiving the wisdom and knowledge that you don't know about. I think that's paramount, Denise. Absolutely. It is. It's so important. It's so important. And, and as far as discernment with people that may be in your circle, for example, people you've known all your life and things of that nature, uh, sometimes you outgrow them and that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about outgrowing them. I used to feel guilty about that sometimes because I would just be like, you know, I just don't feel like answering their calls because I know what we're going to talk about. I know the energy that they bring. I know that it's going to be something is wrong or woe is me. And I just don't want that in my space or in my circle anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to make those decisions. So true. So people who are in business, Denise, and all over the world, what would be some business tips that you could begin to share with listeners? Um, One would be be organized in your business. Treat your business like a business. The same expectation that you have when you go somewhere and you spend your money, you need to turn that mirror around and make sure you're giving your clients that same experience or that same level of attention and service. Um, I think that a lot of times people are easy to critique, you know, but they're really hard. It's hard for them to take criticism. So you have to be open to constructive criticism and also like just really be real with yourself about your business. Like, are you treating your business like a hobby or are you treating it like a billion dollar business? You know, I try to put all that I can into my business because I know that one day I'm going to own a billion dollar brand. It may not necessarily just be real estate, but it's going to, that's just something that I just know. I just know and I know it in my heart and I feel it. Um, And so I try to incorporate, you know, organization. I I know that a lot of people that start businesses because they're really good at sales, but they really forget about how important systems are, systems and customer service. You cannot forget about those two pieces because your business will not survive. You can continue to make sales. Have you ever had, you know, someone that was really popular online or a brand that was really popular, but the customer service experience was so bad that you just don't even want the product anymore? Right. Or the turnaround time was just so long that it's just like, you know, forget it. I don't want to support this business because that's the system. That's your supply chain. You want to make sure that those are tight. They need to be just as good as the quality of that product or service that you provide. Well, you know, I heard somebody say, I forgot who it was. I think it was Jack Canfield when I interviewed him. And he said that people do business because of the experience that they have with you. 
and, and the way you serve your clients. So give us an example of how you really go beyond in mm-hmm. serving your clients. Absolutely. So if you go on my Instagram at Denise the Broker, you'll see that like I give my clients some amazing closing gifts. Um, I want them to know that it is a very special moment for them and it's not transactional for me. Mm. Um, I always call my clients after the close to check in with them at least the third, you know, I try to do a 30 day and maybe a six month and an annual checkup because I just want to check in with them and just make sure that they're still enjoying the home that I sold them. Um, when they realize and understand that it's a relationship that, you know, this was not just a transaction, but I actually care about you um, it just makes a difference. You're going to receive a lot more referral and repeat business, um, and it's going to keep you in the industry a lot longer. Um, that's on my client side. On my um, agent side, um, one thing that I do with every agent that I onboard to my team is they get a really cute onboarding gift. Um, I'm a gifter. I'm a giver. I love gifts. I love gifting. That's just my thing. Oh, it's a um, good thing I got a birthday coming up, Denise. Yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> I got you. We want to lunch, right? I got you. I got you. Uh, when's your birthday? November 7th. Okay. I have to remember that. November 7th. Awesome. Um, so, yes. So, they come in and they get a personalized welcome box, um, which I have not seen any other brokers do. And, it, you know, it's presented to them. It has... Um, candy in it has wine it has uh their name badge their business cards a company t-shirt a welcome letter uh it's just a really really cute uh gift box that i give every agent that's on board it so i try to always do little special touches for them and i do different like giveaways and things like that just to keep them engaged and, and happy well you know that's powerful. well i appreciate you sharing that because so many entrepreneurs now are just about making money. And my listeners know this. 25 years ago, when I started my training business, the spirit said to me, uh, ministry, not money. And I'm like, what? Because mm-hmm. God knew. And, and, and another way to paraphrase that would be serving and not yeah. money. And so because I downloaded that, and at the time when I was walking in that, I didn't fully understand. I was all about serving giving Mm -hmm. and like Denise just said, giving people wonderful experience. And because of that, I got repeated contracts over year after year after year after year. So Denise, what would you say to somebody out there who maybe has an online business and they just like, I got to grind, I got to make it because I want to make money. So kind of talk about money versus service. You can't be in any business for the money. Because every business is going to have its cyclical moments. You're going to be up. You're going to be down. That, that's just how business operates. But when people know your brand and they know that your brand is going to give them a good experience, they're going to continue to keep coming back. So you can never let your foot off the gas with, with regard to that. Because, you know, I like I tell my agents, you can't look at one client as just one transaction. Because guess what? They may have purchased that home from you today. Mm-hmm. But if they had a great experience, they're going to come back to you to get that commercial property to start their their business or they're going to come back because they want to now buy their investment property or they want a vacation home out of the country or whatever the case may be so the same thing with having any business you never want to look at that you know that customer as a one-time customer if you give them a good experience they're going to come back and they're going to refer you so treat every single one of them you know with respect and also you know, just treat them well and, and it's, your business will grow from that. But you have to lead 
with service. You cannot lead with, you know, money because it's going to show. Oh, for sure. So, so what would you say to listeners about branding and marketing techniques? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe they don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. How did you market and brand yourself before you became the awesome baller that you are, Denise? So I took advantage of the free ways to market. So what I would recommend is joining Facebook groups. Um, that's obviously a free platform for you. So if you join different Facebook groups that are geared towards your inner industry or just entrepreneurship in general and post about your business, you know, on a daily basis. Another thing that you can do is take a percentage of every sale and put it towards your marketing campaign until you build it up enough to really do some great things with your marketing. Um, another thing that you can do is partner with other people like, you know, Ask them, share for share, you know, post for post. Listen, if you help me build my business or grow my business, you know, I'll post about your business. So just using the community approach um, and understanding that you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to just grow it, you know, based on just your profile, but leverage other networks. That's why joining those groups, you know, you can be, a, uh, you know, someone who sells a product and go and drop that product into a group that someone else has already built with over 100,000 people in it. You know, now your network went from zero to 100,000. So you have to work smarter, not harder. Um, So that's what I did. I helped to leverage other platforms in order to grow my platform. And then once I started to make, you know, money, I started to take a percentage of that and start putting it back into my business with regard to my brand and marketing. Because you really do want to, and I would say invest in like some really, really good photography and videography. Like one of the best ways to sell right now is through video. So if you're not on video, you're already behind the curve. Um, I understand that, like I said, mentioned earlier, I had that fear of public speaking. There's a lot of people that deal with that. There's a lot of people that don't want to be on camera because they hair, the lashes, they this, the that, haircut, whatever, <laughs> you know, and we let those things stop us. But I'm telling you, if you're not doing that, if you're not representing your brand 100%, who's going to, one, know about it, and two, who's going to be passionate about it more than you? Like, if you're not passionate about your business, I'm definitely not going to be passionate about your business. So you're really great at interviewing, Denise. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And so on those days when you may wake up or those days in the past when you've Mm -hmm. gotten up and you might have just felt some kind of way Mm -hmm. um, or you you might have been disappointed about a deal or something that Mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet, how did you move through disappointment and what can you share with listeners? I mean, disappointment. (laughs) Um, How do I move through disappointment? You have to just really, really continue to keep your eyes on the prize. Like you have to know, like, this is just a speck in time. This is just a moment in time. Like, you know, and then you got through it. it. What I do is I reflect on past situations. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that was a really bad situation, but did I get go through it? Today is a new day. So that means I got through it. So you have to just understand that it's going to happen. It's going to come like it's just literally inevitable, inevitable. As long as you're alive, you're going to deal with obstacles and trials. So you have to just understand that I'm just going through this for a moment and then I'll be right back. So just keeping that in mind and keeping that perspective, you know, um, has helped me to just continue to push forward. So, Denise, tell tell listeners, what does a typical day look like for you? We want to know your routine because yeah. we, we know that it's your daily routines that really create success. What would that look like? So in the mornings when I wake up, I wake up about 6.30 in the morning. 
Um, one of the first things that I like to do is make sure that I say my thankfuls. Um, me and my partner, we actually call each other or we'll leave a voice memo or whatever the case may be. And we say 10 things that we're grateful for every morning. Mm. Um, you know, I try to read the, the daily bread and then I'll also do a little bit of yoga. I'm trying to get into it now. I'm not consistent with that, y'all. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> Trying to get, you know, more consistent with my physical health because I'm, I'm in pretty good shape physically on the outside, but I know inside I need to definitely work out and put that, you know, make that a more consistent um, thing on my schedule. Uh, from there, one of the things I like to do the night before is kind of plan out my day that's coming up or either my week if, it's, if I know some things that are going to be happening on the week, but I live by my calendar. So everything that I have to do, whether it's personal or professional, you know, it goes on my calendar. That just really helps me to stay organized. Um, typically with regard to real estate in the mornings, I'm checking my email and also sending my team emails if I need to, um, following up with clients, and then I'll head into the office. Um, luckily, I have a home office. Sometimes I work from home or other days I might go into the office kind of based on how I feel that day <laughs> uh, with regard to that. Um, and then I'm out. So one of the things that I try to do every week is try to have some type of meeting or networking type of event that I attend. Um, that's a consistent that's on my calendar. Um, another thing that I like to do is do follow up. As I mentioned, following up with clients or following up with agents. I even do check ins with my team. You know, um, one of the things that sets me apart as my bro as a broker is that I actually care. So I'll call and check in just to say hello. I'm not calling, you know, on those check-in calls. I'm not calling to see, well, how many transactions do you have in the pipeline? No, I'm calling to see how are you? How's your child? How's your how's your son? How's your daughter? How's your wife? You know, how's life? How's real estate going for you? Okay, great. But I try not to make it about me or about business or anything like that. Um, so that's something else that I like to do every week as well. Um, and then, you know, obviously the day-to-day -day client stuff. Right. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted you to share that because I'm a big proponent that it's your daily rituals, what yeah. you do consistently every mm -hmm. single day, no matter what you feel like, that really brings more success in your life. You know, I am so proud of you, and um, uh, I'm going to really encourage listeners to really get her book. It's inspirational. I read it, and uh, it, it's really awesome. So, uh, Denise, tell listeners about how can they get your book, first of all, uh, and, and what are your social media platforms, and what are your websites? Absolutely. So, um, again, Denise Williams, but Denise the Broker is basically where you'll find me on social media on all platforms. So, um, you know, it's Denise the Broker on YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, and LinkedIn is Denise Williams. Um, as far as finding my book, you can go to my website at denisethebroker.com. Um, and Constance, I definitely need you to leave a review for me. Um, and if you listeners purchase the book, please go and leave a review uh, on the book as well, because I want your genuine feedback um, on it. And then, um, what was the other thing? I love, I love your vulnerability in the book, but keep going. And then just your, your social media platforms and your, uh, your websites. Yes, denisethebroker.com. Okay. Um, and then follow my company as well at Williams & Co. Realty. So Williams & Co. Realty is on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of those platforms as well. Well, it has been such an honor to interview you. And, oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> 
and uh, you, you shared some powerful success tools. I always say success leaves clues. Yes. And, and if people can tap into the flow, of course, mm-hmm. God would give you your own personalized pattern or success yes. formula, but there, there are success paradigms and success leaves clues. And you shared some powerful uh, insight today around prosperity mindsets and you're really great at interviewing oh i appreciate it i appreciate it you know i'm like god is getting me through he working me working it out (laughs) (laughs) when they told me when i i'm telling you when they told me that you know the person in front of the room is the one who makes the most money i said oh you know what oh i'm getting over this (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's nothing more than a decision and everybody i'm going to strongly encourage to follow uh, all of you guys to follow denise on her social media platforms get that book it will really inspire and motivate you and uh, once again thank you denise so everybody make sure you visit my website at fulfilling your purpose Dot com. Send me an email at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and let me know how this show is shifting and changing your life. You guys know that I have almost 600 archive podcasts for you to listen to. So uh, one lady sent me an email and she said, I'm going on a Constance binge. Uh, she, <laughs> she lives in Ireland and she, she says that she listens to me as she is, is, uh, herding her sheep uh, is so interesting. So wow. uh, she, every wow. Monday she's she's listening to me, but she said she just listened over and over and over. And you know, when you go to the website, you can listen to me through iTunes, iHeart, Blog Talk, wow. uh, you name it, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, 27 different ways that you can listen. And tell your friends and family about it because we know that you're going to be uh, inspired, you're going to be motivated, but most importantly, you're going to be transformed. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by a loving, giving, supporting spirit. And I just declare and decree in your life today uh, that the best is yet to come in your life. Everybody, enjoy your week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.